Hello, hello, and welcome back to Heart, Soul, and Roots. My name is Tiffany Durr, and I have with me... Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this next episode. I'm Nicole. Really nice to have you here, and lovely to see you as always, my friend. Yeah, so good to see you. So I'm excited to talk today um, because I got this random message from you last week that said, (laughs) hey, by the way, I'm moving back to the UK. And I was like, wait, what? What? (laughs) And like, I couldn't even type it all out. I just had to send you a voice message because I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all been a bit of a surprise. And I have to, I have to say um, something in my mind that is, is quite big and it's such a small word, but I, I, I need to not refer to this as moving back rather than moving forward. It seems like yes. such a silly thing, but I left the UK so many years ago and I, for a, a number of reasons, some of them being I really wasn't comfortable with myself. I really didn't like, you know, the area that I was from. I had a, a lot of the people that I had grown up with. I didn't, well, I didn't feel like I clicked or meshed with. I had some really bad sort of memories and stuff. And I think I anchored that with the place um, and with the country. So when I, I've, I've realized that when I've ever thought about, oh, I'm moving back, it creates all of this anxiety in me. I'm like, no, we're just moving, moving forward. Yes, you're moving forward. You are moving forward. And I am so excited for you. Ah, thank you. Thank you. It's it's exciting. It's a little bit nerve-wracking. It's um rather stressful. (laughs) Right, right. So you have been, let's just we'll just backtrack a little bit and let people know. So when I met you, you were living in France. Yes. Um, and and then since then you moved to Spain, this beautiful location in Spain. Yes, that was an accident. That was an accident that yes. you accidentally moved there. Yes. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna uh, tell us how you accidentally moved somewhere? Well, you see, France was a temporary thing and it was always a temporary thing, right? We didn't, we just went to look after somebody's house, some friend's house. They had this beautiful, like big country house in the middle of the, in the middle of the um, country in, yeah, obviously big country house in the middle of the countryside in the (laughs) south of France. And um, we'd already been living in, in the outskirts of Barcelona um, and we just weren't happy with our jobs. We weren't happy with what we were doing and stuff. And this opportunity came up and we were like, yeah, let's just go and check France out and see what it's like there. Um, and then the pandemic hit and, you know, life just kind of got turned upside down and on its head. Mm-hmm. And um, the house was always up for sale. And then eventually a buyer came along um, and it was right in the middle. It was kind of October, September, October 20. 20 last year um Vinicius was in Italy getting his Italian nationality done that took that took a few months and we were about to move to the UK but there was just too much up in the air at the time and my mum had come to the south of Spain to hang out with some friends and she'd rented a house and she was like you know you can always come here for a little while until you get yourself sorted out and in the end it was just it was almost like a coin flip it was like (laughs) the UK to wait for Venetius there or the South Spain and wait for Venetius there. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go to Spain and wait for him there. So mm-hmm. that's how you accidentally move somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You're, you're so brave. You're so, you're always up for an adventure. I love that about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'm becoming less and less up for the moving adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's always, it's always a a hassle to move all your belongings. But I remember when you're moving from France and you're like, I keep putting stuff in my car and then pulling it back out and being like, no, I can purge this. I can purge this. I can purge this. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I really like was, I had to be really strict and like, no, I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff here. Um, I think because my, because of the way that I have, I, I suppose the way that I've chosen to live probably since I was about 17 or 18, when I left home, I haven't lived. I think the longest I've lived in one home is probably about two years. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. So you've, okay. You've lived in where, what all countries have you lived in? Well, I went, I was living in Israel for about a year when I was 17, 18. Um, then I went back and I went to university. I didn't live with my parents. I lived, you know, each year in a different, in in a different house in the city where I was studying. And then after that, I just was like, I am out of here. And I picked up my backpack, got a one-way ticket to Australia um, and yeah, was kind of traveling Asia and Australia for basically about a year and a half, maybe two years or something like that. Wow. Um, and then I sort of landed in the UK, stayed there for about six months. And I was like, no, can't do this. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yes. And that was when I moved to Spain. Only, But my intention when I moved to Spain was to stay for a year. I went to Barcelona. It was only my intention to stay for a year ended up staying from a lot longer but I've I kind of kept leaving and then going back because I mostly I think because of my friends it was familiar um mm-hmm. but I you know I went to Latin America for a year um I dotted around Spain on lived on an island lived in the south of Spain lived in like probably seven or eight maybe more different homes in in and around Barcelona <laughs> wow Wow. And so when you met Venice, were you just traveling to Brazil or were you living there? No, I was just, I was actually on a business trip. So, okay. (laughs) Um, I just started a role for a school that I was working for as an international representative for them. And that was my kind of first trip outside of Spain. Um, my first day out in Latin America and I just came across Vinicius. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe if so, he'd known, maybe if, maybe if he'd have been clued up on my nomadic spirit, he might have he might have thought twice <laughs> before coming to join me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, nice. So, and now we are going forward yeah. to the UK. So yeah. we're we're about in the UK. Like, is it London area or is it it's near London? But it's in a it's in a county. We go we call it a county. I, I don't know if it would be sort of like a region or a state for you guys. I mean, the UK is probably about the, half the size of a state, right? For you, but right. <laughs> we don't really divide it up into states. <laughs> uh huh. Um, well, our states are divided into counties. So right. Okay. So I, it, yeah, they called it. It's called a county, I believe. Um, okay. called Kent and Kent is is supposedly the garden of England so it's like the southeast of England yeah oh my goodness I, it's gorgeous there yeah it's a gorgeous yeah. area 
Yeah, I can't claim to know much of the UK, but of the places that I know, which is pretty much London and Kent or Sussex, I really like Kent. Oh, cool. Yay. Yeah. Yay. So, um, so, and you have two weeks, like you, you have two weeks, right? We have two weeks, pretty much two weeks, but it's, Vinicius isn't going to come with me initially because we have to go through yet another visa process because oh. obviously he's not British um so we have to go through another visa process now for him to be able to join me in the UK which is a pain in the ass and um we're working with some lawyers now because and they've sent us this list of like 20 things that we need to send them um multiple documents it's yeah I mean you have to really want to do this just just for the amount of documents and stuff that you need to get together you have to really want to do this is it is it easier for him now because he is also an Italian citizen? So and... that was that was the idea, but then mm-hmm. Brexit happened, so no. Oh. Well, dang it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So a mountain of paperwork that you have to do so your yeah. husband can come yeah. with you. Exactly. So once again, we will be separated for a few months um which is it is what it is you know he'll stay here in Spain with my with my mum and Gabby for a while until we get until we get everything sorted and just massive fingers crossed for us that the home office decide that yes okay he can come with you (laughs) and we don't have to do a second a second process yeah how long so how long does the process normally take like a couple of months is that what you said Mm. From the time that we submit the application, three months. They've got up to three months to decide. Okay. Wow. I've never, I've moved a lot as a child, Mm. but I've never, it's always been within the United States. And actually Mm. it's always been within Kansas in the United States. So it's, and I wasn't a parent. I was a kid. So I was just along for the ride. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's, yeah, I, I can't even imagine how much more paperwork and all that it would, it is to move from a, one country to another. Oh, it's, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's this, when Venetians came to Spain, I mean, we had our challenges and stuff, obviously, but um, this is, is crazy what they're asking. I mean, yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot what they're asking for. And I think, I mean, if, if you're willing to get all of that paperwork together, I don't know how they can say no. <laughs> right. Based on the willingness to put all of this together. Um, right. But so what was it like moving around as a kid? Because I didn't move that much as a kid. I think we moved home like twice and it didn't, you know, we didn't really have much to do with it. It was just like you say, we just rocked up in a in a new place. <laughs> yeah. So as a kid, um, my dad, because of the job that he had, he started out like changing oils for this, changing oil and vehicles for this company mm. and is now like the vice president of blah, 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 blah at this mm. company. And so as he was moving up, we moved around. And right. so, um, we moved from, gosh, I don't even remember. I mean, I do kind of remember our first move from the farm to, I don't, even remember where we, I think it's Bennington. I don't ever remember living in Bennington. (laughs) And then from there we moved out towards, um, Maple Hill. And that's where a core part of my childhood was at. 
was um, at Maple Hill. And even while we, while I was attending school at Maple Hill, we started out in a trailer house. And so where this trailer house was at, it was like along um, I-70, which is our big interstate that runs all through the U through most of the U S. And um, so at this exit, there was a fast food restaurant and an Amico um, gas station and two trailer houses. <laughs> and I lived in one of the two trailer houses and my mom was the manager of the fast food restaurant. And my dad was the manager of the gas station oh, and our babysitter <laughs> who lived right next door was the, like this older lady offered to watch us kids and my parents didn't have anybody else. So they were like, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and so that was our life. And my parents saved up money. And then we bought this really awesome farm in the middle of the Flint Hills. You should sometime just Google, you have to come visit me sometime. And I'll take you there, but <laughs> um, it's a beautiful area to live in. And so we lived um, out there for, I don't even know, several years, and then we moved, my, my dad needed to move up in management. And to do that, we had to relocate to the Salina area, which is in the central of the, of Kansas. Mm. Um, so this went to me was probably one of the most dramatic moves. Um, my parents were trying to find, you know, something they knew they wanted to live in the country again. Um, they, you know, they had all these things that they wanted and to, to be able to do that quickly is not that easy. Mm. Uh, first of all, we got to sell this. And then, and so my mom's where she grew up, the house that she grew up in, nobody was living there at the time. And it was kind of, um, about an hour's drive or no, about a half hour drive from where we wanted to be to this house. So we lived there for a year. Mm. in transit to getting all the way to this line area where my parents bought 80 acres of land wow. with nothing on it, nothing on it. Oh, wow. so we put the house in, you know, we put a basement in, we put the house in. I remember us moving a chicken shed from where we had been living to this new plot of land and like putting in all the water, I'm everything. We had to put everything in. And my parents, I mean, we were not super rich or anything. So it was like, we did, I remember like doing, helping doing the plumbing for the sewer lines and helping mm -hmm. do like, all of the things like being heavily involved in all of that. Um, and I was around sixth grade. So it would be around Carly's age. So I was probably like 11, 12 years old mm. when we were doing this. But to me, the most dramatic part was, um, so I left my school at Maple Hill and we, then I went to school in this very small town and um, the queen bee of the friends, I mean, they were like, 10 kids in my class, maybe 15. I don't really remember. And there were like six girls and the queen bee just would decide whether or not she liked me each day when I got to school. And if she liked me, then I got to hang out with everybody. If not, then I was in the outcast group with this one other girl that bounced back and forth too. I had the same experience at school. You, that, I think we maybe have talked about this a little bit before that we had similar experiences with that, with bullying. I know. Yes. Oh gosh. It's horrible. Girls, mean? Yeah. girls can be so mean. It's so horrible. So yeah. So having that experience and then going to Salina, which Salina was like, to me, 
Salina is going from a little county school to New York City. That in my mind is what it was like. Now, Salina is a town of, I think we're like 75,000, maybe. So it's not really that big compared to like what, you know, London. <laughs> um, but it, to me was huge and it was the big city. And I was so scared to go to school there. I was so scared. And then once I got there, the people were nice and I found a good group of friends and, mm. um, sixth grade was okay. But once I got to junior high, that was awesome. I, I, most kids hate junior high, that awkward years. You're kind of like becoming a teenager. You're kind of trying to figure yourself out. Friends are weird. I freaking loved it. It was the first time when there were so many people around me that like, if I was a little bit different than everybody else, I didn't stand out so much. Mm. And so, and being, you know, with all of this, I was dyslexic. I had, I was in special classes for that. And so before then it was such an, I was such an easy target. Mm. And then once I got to this junior high, it wasn't so bad. So as far as like the moving parts of it, that to me wasn't near as bad, like packing up my belongings and moving. That wasn't the hard piece of it. For me, the hard piece of it was switching from school to school and trying to find a new place. And yeah, I know one thing about it though, my mom and I are super tight. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of that is because she was always my rock. She was always my best friend. Like whatever was going on, whatever was going on with my friends, I always told her everything. She knew every guy I had a crush on and she just knew everything. (laughs) And she still does. Love you, mom. (laughs) Um, we do, we are super close. And I think one of the reasons we are so close is because we did, we just went through so much together with those moves and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of moving and a lot of moving schools. I mean, I move schools once we, ours is different. We have primary and secondary school. So we go to primary school until we're about 10, 11, I think. And then secondary school from sort of 11, to um, 16, 17, around that age. And I I remember moving primary school um, once and that that was kind of hard enough because I had my friends and I really loved my school and I didn't understand why we were moving schools and stuff and um, yeah, that was hard enough. So I can't imagine moving schools at that, you know, at that age, kind of seven times you said, right? Yeah, I went to seven different schools by the time I graduated high school. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. At that age, that must be so difficult to find your feet and, you know, like you say, make new friends or, oh, okay, the, the queen bee doesn't like me today. So this is my, not going to be a good day for me. And right. trying, to, trying to figure yourself out at school, such a, you know, it's, oh, such a pivotal yeah. experience growing up. I say, oh, you know, like, <laughs> I do not remember secondary school. <laughs> As being yeah. a very pleasant experience. <laughs> right, right. It's, it is. School's tough, man. I mean, it's important and you learn a lot, but I know so one thing I know about myself because of doing all of that, I tend to, and I, maybe I would have been this way no matter what, because my mom is kind of this way too. But when I come into like a group of people, I tend to sit back and watch and see what everybody else is doing. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, who do I really want to associate with? Mm. Who's going to be nice? I, every time it always takes me. And I probably come off as a total bitch. Like I'm sure I do. I probably look like a stuck up bitch, but the real thing is I'm scared. I'm just mm. my, 
my kid instincts take over. I'm scared. And I'm like, who's going to be nice to me. Who's going to be a friend. And like Zeke is the opposite. He's such a, he walks into a room and he already knows everybody. Everybody's already his best friend. He's ready to talk to everybody. And I'm like, I'm just going to hang on to you for a little bit yeah, <laughs> and then I'll find my bearings and I'll go away. But you just need to know you have to stay with me for a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure he gets that by court. now. Yeah. Oh, he does by now. Yes. Yeah. At first he's like, why don't you just go talk to people? And I was like, I don't know anybody. I don't, I don't know anybody. I can't go talk to people yet. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how you recognize that as a childhood pattern coming to the surface? And, you know, Mm -hmm. I learned as a child, I need to stand back and observe before I can jump in and get involved. And you see that repeating and coming up still now as an adult. Yes. Yes. Well, part of that was I learned through some coaching by a really awesome coach, (laughs) Miss Nicole. (laughs) And lots of personal development and all of that. But I remember that when one of our first coaching sessions you did with me, that really came to the forefront for me. And I was like, oh, that's why I behave like this. Yeah, (laughs) it's my it's my armor I put on as a kid. And Mm. I just it's still hard if I'm in a group of people I don't know. It's hard to take it off still. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, Yeah, I think I think now that you mention it and I don't know that this is Maybe it's something that I've reflected on before, but I think I, I tend to do something similar. Maybe not so much, but I, I do notice that I, I like to observe people and I like to sort of find who I think I'm going to feel safe with in a, in a sense in a new group. I'm not mm-hmm. the one that like there's a massive group of people and I don't know them. And I'm like, you know, the life and soul of the party to start off with. I need to be comfortable with a few people and then I'll sort of, you know, find my bearings and be able to bloom. Yes. Yeah, I know. So our core group of friends that has seen it, that we've become really good friends with in the last few years, <laughs> they've seen me. I can be the life of the party, hmm. but I have to warm up first. Like I first have to figure yeah. everything out. But once I feel comfortable with everybody, you get yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess that's the other thing about moving, especially as an adult as well. Because I mean, you you said with Zeke, you've moved once and and like, from on the same piece of land, right? It was on the same piece of land. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, We moved from the house that we had been living in to the house that we built and it was not very far away. That was the easiest move I've ever done. It was so awesome. No idea how much I envy you, my friend. Honestly, I can't tell you the amount of times I have had to pack boxes and get rid of stuff. And to be fair, when you have this kind of lifestyle of moving a lot, and it has it, it definitely has its pros and cons. I can't, you know, the, the pros are I've lived in so many different places. I've met so many people. I've had so many different experiences. I've experienced different cultures and, you know, mm-hmm. got to know different ways of life. And that for me, you know, I don't, can, I don't, I think I've said for a long time, I don't like traveling in the sense of just going on holiday somewhere. I really like to be involved in the, in that kind of culture and get to know it and understand it. Even if it's, you know, for a few weeks, I just want to be involved in a project or, you know, kind of really, really understand what's going on there, not just kind of scratch the surface. The scratch the surface thing doesn't really do it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, yeah, that's definitely a pro or those are definitely pros of moving around a lot. Um, Right. But the cons are, you know, you, I think I've, I've, 
when I first moved to Spain, it took me about three or four years to get to sign up to get like a contract phone, mobile phone. Mm -hmm. I was on a prepaid phone for about two or three years because it was too much of a commitment to go on a contract because, you know, I was I was almost like with one foot on a plane ready to go at any moment. So it was like, oh, no, no, yeah. that's far too much of a commitment. I can't do that. Um, uh -huh. And then when, when eventually I did commit to it, it was this massive deal. Honestly, it was huge. It was like, oh my gosh, I have a phone contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is hilarious. <laughs> um, and it took me years to actually buy stuff, like big stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. um, what, what am I talking Things like a, 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 a Magimix. Do you know what a Magimix is? No, it's basically a food processor. Um, oh. And I love cooking. And this was, yeah. this was a really kind of, you know, a really good tool to have in the kitchen. It took me years to commit to buying something like that because um, yeah. I knew I would have to move it around with me. It has to go with you. It has to go with me. And anything that was heavy, books and things like that, you know, it was like carefully selected because at one point they're going to be in a box and I have stopped enjoying carrying heavy boxes around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I maybe need to move or pretend I'm moving because I got a lot of clutter going on right now and I need to do some purging. So, oh, oh, honestly, I can, I can, I'm, I'm going to blow my own trumpet here when it comes to organizing, sorting and getting rid of stuff. I am your girl. I was actually thinking about making a career out of it. Like, I swear to you. <laughs> you should. So if this new position, if you go and you're not sure that this is what you want to do, you should totally do that because there's so many of us that need help with it. Yeah. I, so this is the thing. I've, I re, my mom is my mom is like that, right? She's like stuffing stuff in the cupboards. The cupboards are full. Oh God, I can't bear it. Honestly, I can't bear it. I need, <laughs> I need space. And actually my mom taught me when I was younger out with the old, in with the new. You buy something new, you get rid of something else. Like you need to sort of make that space for it. And so she was the one that taught me that. And yet her cupboards are stuffed full of, you know, things. So whenever I would go back on holiday to see them in the UK, I'd be like emptying out all of her kitchen, kitchen cupboards and getting rid of stuff that had been there for ages and emptying out her wardrobe and helping her sort out her clothes and getting rid of stuff that she doesn't use anymore. So that was wow. kind of like my holiday job. <laughs> nice. You just did it for fun, went back. Okay, mom, we're getting rid of some stuff for you. Yeah. And I even, I've done it for friends as well. I did it for my cousin. They were moving or they were having their house redone and she had to get rid of stuff. I went through her entire wardrobe with her and I can be ruthless. I'm like, yes or no. And if they're taking more than a second to answer, I'm like, it's gone in the no pile. And then I will take it out of your house and get rid of it for you because there's no going back. Wow. Wow. Now I'm a little bit scared to have you come visit. <laughs> I think it'd be really good for me, but I want you to be like, oh, Tiffany, you were not what I thought you were. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing. When you've got a stable home, you accumulate stuff. People, we yes. do, you know, you accumulate stuff, you buy stuff, you, you know, and there's normally there's no real reason for you to clear stuff out. You know, if you're just mm -hmm. living your daily life, you're not moving anywhere. You're not having to pack boxes. It's like, well, you know, just leave that there. It's fine. Um, right. But when you when you know that that you have a tendency to move, it's like, do I really need that? Um, and when I know I'm going to move, right, half, at least half of this now has to go. Have to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I remember going to visit a friend of mine, and she 
she had rented I mean she's been living in this flat for years now she lives alone but it's like a four-bedroom flat Mm -hmm. um and she's she had this one room which was supposed to be an office but when I tell you you could barely open the door because she'd just been throwing Amazon boxes in there and all of the crap that was in the flat that she didn't want like you could barely open this door I went to visit her for about four or five days I think I I completely emptied this room like emptied the room I, there was even like an exercise machine, you know, like an exercise mm-hmm. weights machine that I got rid of for her. <laughs> wow. Um, I do need you to come visit me. <laughs> yeah, she set herself up a whole little office in there and actually uses wow. it as an office. And she sent me a photo of her little desk and her office space. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you're gifted. It's a gift, Nicole. It is a gift. Yeah, isn't that, you know, from from all of your kind of the things that you think are a negative, actually, there's a positive that comes out of it. So, yes, when I come to Kansas, I will help you clear out everything. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. You look nervous. (laughs) I mean, I'm a little nervous, but it needs to be done. Like, I'm I'm on board. (laughs) I just want you to be like, I came all this way just to do what? (laughs) Oh no, I'd be like, yay, I came all this way to do this, isn't this fun? We are very different people when we define fun. (laughs) Yes, yes, I'm a little bit strange like that, but that's okay. But it's it's so funny because I've talked about this with people before and I've actually, actually talked to a lady who does do this for a living Mm -hmm. and she was saying, because we were talking about doing a collaboration together, like supporting her clients emotionally because she was saying with a lot of her clients it's they get so emotional when they're going through their stuff and and you know they've held on to some of this stuff for so long and dresses and this and that and you know there's there's such an emotional element and attachment to these things that it can be you know it can be a really big deal for people to do this sort of thing right yeah yeah well and that's where your coaching comes in because use your coaching to help with it too. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have another side gig coming. I feel like (laughs) (laughs) essential oils to clear the air for you and to make you feel calm and grounded while we empty out your wardrobes and do some some hypnosis to make sure you're all right with the process. (laughs) You got everything. You got all the tools. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So moving forward you're ready to move forward I'm so I'm excited for you I am I am super excited because I know that this job is something that you kind of manifested and dreamed into reality and it's Mm. something you've been passionate about um and getting to move forward and moving forward means you're a little bit closer to family right Mm. so that could be nice Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons that Venetis and I have been talking a long time about moving to the UK to be closer to my cousins, my aunts and uncles, my parents, even though my mom's just, you know, hopped it over to Spain. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that was that was always one of the reasons to be closer to them. My cousins have got young kids and stuff. And um, so. So, yeah, I mean that I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, but like I say, I'm not, we're not moving to the area that I grew up in. So I think that makes a big difference. It's, it is mm-hmm. very much a fresh start in an, in an area that I don't actually, this town, we haven't actually explained what the job is. I've just realized. No, we haven't. And I didn't know if you didn't, when it said or not. So I, I was purposely not doing that. (laughs) So, um, well, I'm, I'm going to work for a school that I've, I've really, I'll say more about it on another episode once everything is, you know, kind of in place and stuff, but it's a school that I really, really love an amazing school. It's a boarding school. Um, it's not just boarders. They have day students as well, but they have a really amazing approach and philosophy and, um, a really strong focus on mental health, mental wellness, mental fitness. Um, so I'm going to be part of the boarding team. Um, I don't want to be a teacher as such. So I'm going to be part of the boarding team and, and you know, looking kind of the parent away from home, if you like. Um, yeah. I'll still be running my private practice. I'll still be doing, you know, the podcasts and stuff. So I'll have time to, to do all of that. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a setting that I really want to be a part of. And I really want to be a part of that community and, and making a, a difference in young people's lives. Yeah. In my mind, you're moving to Hogwarts. <laughs> in my mind, too. I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Nicole is getting ready to board the trade at nine and a half. <laughs> Yes, yes. I must be honest. There is an element of that in my mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I can't wait to send you photos and you'll be like, oh my God, it really is. Oh, <laughs> oh so cool. Yay. Yeah. Well, we are happy for you and super excited. Yeah, I am. I'm excited. I think the one, the one thing, especially as an adult about moving around like this, especially when you've been in a place, I mean, we've been here now in the South of Spain for a year accidentally. Right. Um, you know, so. It's a nice place to land accidentally for a year. It is. And you start to, you know, you do start to form relationships with people in that time. And, and that is the hardest thing. You know, my, my kind of closest friends who I call my famigos, you know, like my family Amigos. I created, uh-huh. I created the word famigos. I'm really proud of that. Um, I love it. Yeah. You know, they're not quite family. They're not like blood, but they're more right. than friends, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. so, so they're all in Barcelona, you know, and um, when I, when we left Barcelona, when we were in France, we were quite close. So we were still seeing them and we were still able to go back because it was only about a five hour drive away. But since we've been down here, it's a 13 hour drive away. It's not that easy. Right. Um, so I've only been there once, which I flew, I flew there. I think it was last month, actually. Um, and I miss, I miss them. You know, I miss that. Hey, you know, I'm just coming over for a cup of tea or I'm coming to spend the night or let's go and have some dinner together or let's, you know, have a coffee. You know, I, I miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have started creating those relationships here. Um, and that is the hardest thing about kind of upping and going again, that it's like, oh shit, we've just started started that because it takes more than a year to build you know it's it's yeah it it takes time to build a friendship to have history to have shared events and and things like that Mm -hmm. um so that that is the hardest thing it's the okay we're not in that space where it's like we can just go and have a coffee together or hang out you know whenever we feel like it it's the now when I come I have to try and see as many people as possible in that in that space which can be really stressful 
Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause you want to go and have fun, but you want to see everybody and you don't want anybody to feel left out. And yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's, I guess the hardest thing about moving around a lot, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you, I suppose you do end up losing touch with people because it's just like, okay, there are, yeah. But, but that's, I guess that's just the nature of things, but then sometimes you get the opportunity to reconnect with people and that's amazing too. Yeah. Yeah, actually. So I did have that experience recently, both recently last December, (laughs) almost a year ago now, but, um, when we were showing cattle, um, this other family was there that we stalled right next to. And it turns out her and I used to do sleepovers when I lived in Maple Hill, when I was really young and she remembered me, which was incredible to me. And, uh, yeah, it was really fun to reconnect. And now I've seen her several times and we get to sit down we talk and hang out and it's really cool. So yeah, yeah. Those reconnections are fun. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, they are. And it does, you know, it's, it's nice when you, when you do have that and it feels like nothing, it feels like time hasn't passed, right. You're just picking, picking up again from, from where you left off. I had that recently with a school friend, um, Uh And over the years, you know, we've been in contact. I mean, we were really good friends growing up. And over the years, you know, we, she moved countries a few times. I moved countries a few times. We went our separate ways. We lost contact for a long time. And I think a couple of months ago, we sort of connected again through Facebook and we picked up the phone and we had like a really long chat and it was like no time had passed. It was so lovely. Wow. That's awesome. I love it when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It was really lovely. So unlike you, you've got your kind of group of friends and you've been together for a while now, I suppose your kids are growing up together. And yes, I I do. I do. I kind of what's the yeah, I kind of that's that's like a romantic fantasy, I think, in my mind. (laughs) Well, I think that becoming so rooted um, because of the way I grew up, because of moving around a lot. I, I do cherish it and value it and love it. And I mm. love really being able to set down some deep roots where we're at and, mm. um, the farm, the land, it has been a Zeke's family for years. So it's not like we're going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's for generations, the land's been his family for generations. So mm. it's, yeah, it is kind of, it's nice to have that security, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah it's pretty amazing. I do. Yeah. And that, I think but that's I, the thing gone. I think that there's good to, to both, you know, there's, there's good in both, no matter what you're doing, there's good, you know, like we talked about, um, the clutter that I have because we're not moving around and, and, you know, getting the experiences of living with different cultures and meeting new people. Cause when you live there, you get a much better sense of their culture and, mm. you know, what they do and how it is and, um, the history of the place and mm. yeah. Yeah, because places you've lived have deep history because, you know, we're a baby over here in the States. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, I suppose the States has its own history, doesn't it? Um, Just, I guess the United States of America is is young, but the land 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 has has its own history, right? Yes, yes, it does. Unfortunately, we destroyed a lot of the history when we moved it. Well, haven't most... You know, haven't most cultures that went and Definitely. went and conquered and and kind of yep. you know ransacked and and removed and erased 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. We'll have to try that one some other time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I do not claim to be a historian, so I don't know. I don't know. But yes, I mean, recently there was a holiday here in Spain. I think it was the 12th of October, if I'm not mistaken, or the 10th, the 12th. Um, and in Spain, you know, they celebrate the discovery, and I'm saying that in inverted commas, the discovery of America, but for Latin Americans, that's a really kind of bitter taste in their mouth, you know, like, you, mm-hmm. Latin America didn't get discovered, it got ransacked. Right, yes, it did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really interesting to, to understand the different sides of both coins. Like when I was in Vietnam. I didn't realize that you guys celebrated, it's probably not called Columbus Day, but well, in Spain though, that they yeah. celebrated the discovery of America. Yeah, Did, and well, you know, I'm saying it the way you're saying it, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, Chris, how do you say him? How do you say Christopher it Columbus? Yeah, sorry, I didn't think of it in Spanish. Was Spanish. Oh, right, right. I had no idea that that was celebrated over there. Yeah, that's it's a national national holiday, so nobody works. <laughs> yes, that's the celebration. Nobody goes to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like when yeah. I was in Vietnam, I, I remember being shocked because I'd learned about the for some reason when I was in high school, I learned about American history. I could tell you more about American presidents than British prime ministers. Go figure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense at all, right? Um, and we learned about the Vietnam War and stuff, but all of it from an American perspective. And when I was mm. in Vietnam and we were visiting some of the museums and stuff and we were talking to people, it was like they referred to it as the American War. And I was like, huh, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? It's not wow. the Vietnam War because this is Vietnam. Right. And it was it was a real kind of it really kind of did something in my mind because I was like, I've never, ever thought about it from that perspective before. All the information I had ever received had been one-sided. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and that's the way, you know, the way that our culture, it, well, the way it is, the people that won are the people that get to tell the story. Well, one, the few, like people that, okay, blah, 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 blah. Let me back up. The people that come in and bring in their own culture into, you know, say Latin America or in the U S mm. or wherever, they're the people that get to tell the story mm. or like America gets to tell their side of the story. Cause we're the more powerful, I guess. I don't know more prevalent. I don't, I don't know exactly what the word is I'm looking here for bigger. Mm. We're bigger, bigger is the word I'm trying to say. More influential, I think maybe. Thank you. There we go. More influential. And Mm. so we get to tell our side of the story, whereas they don't always get to tell theirs or they get to tell it, but they, they don't have as big of a megaphone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And all of the movies, most of the movies that people all over the world see are the American movies, right? And right. the Hollywood movies that that tell the the American side of the story. It's um mm-hmm. so yeah, so that that for me is one of the the values of traveling and really really hearing about life from a different perspective and and you know, that switch in my mind, like, oh, wow, yeah, there's a different perspective here. There's a different take on this. There's, you know, a whole load of people that were left behind, the generations that are being born with disabilities and limbs missing and things like that because of the knock-on effects of napalm. Oh, um, yeah. I never learned about that at school, ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to be there to see that, to understand right. that, to, to, you know, to get a hold on that. It's, um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I'm not a historian and I'm not one to sort of bury myself in history. So by traveling to countries and, and that's where I get my history from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, I think I was quite lucky to get a lot of that quite young. And that really kind of split my mind wide open and was like, well, you know, nothing. And it's, it's very difficult to know something. Yes. Yes, it is. 100%. That I think is a very profound thing to understand when you're, when you finally break that open. Mm. I feel like most people have, well, I don't know. I hope most people have had that experience when they're like, oh, I actually don't know jack shit when I really thought I understood, you know, I, I graduated from college. I have blah, 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 blah. Mm. But that it's a humbling and really good experience to have. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It can be scary as well. You know, yes. there's this idea once you, once you kind of open a door of consciousness and awareness, there really is, no, there really is no going back. You know, that, that, that door is, the door doesn't exist anymore. And you're suddenly in this abyss of, I know nothing. And, you know, yeah. just, uh, yeah, like you say, it's, it's very humbling. Yes, it is. It is. Humbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've taken this full circle. We've gone from you moving to, we talked about me moving. And then we talked about people coming into different cultures and moving in and taking over. So we've kind of like, we've stayed somewhat on topic. Just, it's just gotten broader and broader. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, world culture, I guess world culture. It's going to be interesting because I've, I've read articles before about the kind of, the kind of national who went to live abroad and then moved moved returned let's say to their country uh-huh. their 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 country of uh how do you say like nationality birth? if you like yeah their birth country and how how difficult they found it to reintegrate because you know they've changed and their friends you know are still sort of stuck in not stuck but their friends are in their routine and they've got their things and completely different understanding about this understandings about life and the world and perceptions and things like that but I'm not going to buy into that because like I said as I'm not moving back to an area that I no longer belong to and I know I don't belong there because I haven't for years I feel like right. this is a completely different you know it we're going to be starting on a completely different fresh page so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just think I'll of it just like that. you did yeah yeah if you just just go in with the mindset of what you did when you accidentally moved to Spain, <laughs> like, yes. you know, when you've accidentally, you know, when you've moved other places, yeah. um, because it is a, it's a fresh, clean slate. It is a oh. fresh, clean slate. And I'm very excited. And if I even was to dare say to Vinicia, should we move again? He will kick my ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this one's going to be for a while, huh? <laughs> yes. No more paperwork, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Right. So this is awesome as always. We are lining up some amazing guests that will be coming on over the next, um, you know, over the next few months. So watch this space. And uh, we're really excited because we're in talks with some really, really amazing people that we're excited to talk to. And um, yeah, as always, leave us a like, um, leave us an awesome review, share us with your friends and family and and 
drop us a message as well we love to hear from we love to hear from our listeners so get in touch drop us a message you find us on instagram facebook you can find us on heart soul and roots or you can find us on our individual pages and all of the links are always in the show notes show notes yes wonderful tiffany (laughs) yes yes they are i don't know they're not always the best but they're there (laughs) (laughs) at least they're there that's right that's right So, okay. uh, Yeah. I will see you in a couple of weeks and come back and yeah, give us a listen. Take care everyone. Bye-bye.